hi welcome back we we're are back. here <laughs> welcome to say we're here just doing this thing called a podcast um and if you're joining us for the first time welcome to say smut a literary podcast for readers and non-readers yes welcome 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 that is sarah and she loves books and that's hope she loves talking to me about books each episode i break down the plots of some pretty wild books to hope who has not read them and once again for this new edition of Say Smut, you have not read the book. Nope. Still no. But we are in for a literal wild ride today. Um, but before we jump into anything, we do want to make an announcement that we are reevaluating how we wanted to change this podcast, how we wanted to make it better for this. I don't, we decided we're not calling them seasons. So I don't know what to call it. This new edition, this yes. new. Just section. going forward. I don't Just know. Just going Just forward. As we proceed. So we were kind of deciding, you know, as two white women, um, we probably shouldn't be putting a number to diversity when we uh, do our scorecards at the end of each episode. We feel like that's not really our place. And also right. diversity looks a lot of different ways. And how can you really put a number on something like that? So we decided we're going to kind of remove it from the scorecards, but we're still going to discuss the diversity element. We still yes. want to touch on whether we feel like it could have been more diverse, if it should have been more diverse, if it, you know, the ways that we appreciated the diversity and um, maybe not so much. So anyway, we just want to make that announcement. It is off the scorecards. Next. Great, because when we were doing books about having sex with inanimate objects, it got really hard to try and score that anyway. It did. It got it hard did. to, to especially like when they were like ogres and stuff. It's kind of like, hmm, mm -hmm. you know. I, Unicorns. Unicorns, bestiality, who could say? Which we're not going to be too far from today. But before we jump in, um, is there anything that's happened, I don't know, in the last couple of months that we need to catch up on? I mean, I'm a whole year older than I was the last time we you recorded the podcast. are our it's little Valentine's baby. Completely different year now. Yeah, going into 32 hot. So, um, so hot. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> uh, we saw each other twice in the last month, we which did. brings me... Exciting immense joy um we do not live near each other anymore so it's it's it holds my heart mm -hmm. to see your face in person yes it's wonderful as if we don't send voice memos to each other every single we day talk every day <laughs> um so yeah we had christmas we had um mm -hmm. a lot of books come out uh we had a lot of uh, red carpet moments where mm -hmm. i made some lovely social media posts of like comparing red carpet looks to book covers yes it's award season we've just finished the big game that yeah. happened that thing and taylor swift mm -hmm. won it so yeah that's, she won the big game that's all i need to know also i will make it everybody's problem when her new album comes out and i always tell people <laughs> i was gonna win either way because mm -hmm. i'm a reputation girly that mm -hmm. is my album right next to midnight's and I just was, I was going to be happy if she announced a new album or if she announced reputation. So I was going to win on all I think fronts. it will surprise absolutely no one to learn that my relationship to Taylor Swift is not dissimilar that to my relationship to books. But I, I appreciate because like, but we I have, have an enthusiasm for it, even though I don't participate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, our friend Liz, who's been on a couple of episodes has, she's very much a Swifty too. I've re-entered my Swifty era. I've been on and off. And she is like, 
we talk about it all the time and other girls in our friend group are like, I'm not a huge Swifty, but when you guys talk about it, it's so fun. <laughs> like like fun. we just get so excited. Um, so we talked about Taylor Swift, the big game, your birthday, big game. um, Dimension 20. Oh, yeah. We're in the throws of a new season of Dimension 20 uh, Fantasy High Junior Year. That's going great. I thought Um, they already did that season. No, that's happening right now. Oh, junior year. I went to the hospital because I hurt my finger in a long and dumb way. Yeah. That happened. This is pretty much all you've missed. (laughs) It's pretty much all we've missed. Um, I'm just in the throes of work and because this is not our full-time job. Um, and I don't know. Nothing really that exciting has happened to me in the last month and a half. I'm yeah. stumped. Okay. Well, our lives are getting exciting now that this podcast is restarting. Woo-hoo, spice it up. Spice it up. Um, so I'm going to plug at the beginning here because some of you might not listen to the very, very end, which is please follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Um, at say smut podcast i'm not even going to plug our x account anymore because i'm no. so done with elon musk who could be bothered not me not um r.i.p to all my friends who sends me who send me dm memes on twitter and x and i'm just like sorry i didn't see your last three months of dms i just don't come on here i've um, been on x in a hundred billion years it's been 80 some how many years 80 uh, some years <laughs> okay sorry we are back in my day it was named after birds <laughs> back in my day i'm not even gonna go there i was gonna say some very controversial things and i'm not going to say it um anyway so uh before we jump in i want to give some trigger warnings for taming the minotaur um by eliza loveless i spelled her name wrong in our document um and we have sexual content and there's violence, but it's not the type of violence you would think of. I, I would, I'm not going to talk about it in a very triggering way at all, because once you start realizing what is quote unquote violence in here, you'll be like, okay, that's not the stereotypical, what you would think of violence. Gotcha. And so on Storygraph, it has a 2.02 out of well, then. stars. Starting off so strong. Goodreads is a 2.4. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, our author, Eliza, started in fan fiction and is now in the publishing world. And after reading her work, I can see it. I can see the fanfic writing. It is so, to me, painful. As somebody who loves fan fiction, I say this with all love and respect. Um, this I understand why this is a two-star rating. Um, for a book and you will see because I'm going to quote a lot of it to you I sense that I will find this book to be a treasure and that I will really you love will it. love it because you'll love the quotes I pulled from it um, she grew up in North Carolina but currently travels all over the world and she writes primarily supernatural and sci-fi romance nice. so before we get into the plot are there any questions that you have no I don't think so okay no, no, are you no idea what this book is about Okay, well, we open on Theseus, who is being pressured by his friend and roommate, Ari, to start dating, as we all have been at some point, right? Really harping on our friends for how incomplete their lives are because they're single. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You got to. I mean, that's not deep-rooted trauma I have from you. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. You have never acted that way. I have never. (laughs) 
Also, we've never been roommates, so I can't even say Also true. (laughs) Um, So Theseus is muscular, blonde, um, good-looking guy, very cocky. Um, And I want to give you a look into his day, okay? Please. So this is a quote from the book. Mm -hmm. Quote, Whenever he wasn't working on his muscle gains or drinking seaweed smoothies, he spent his days crushing his daily tasks at home and work, end quote. Drinking protein shakes and getting very large. No, 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 not protein shakes. Seaweed shakes. Well, I heard or Seaweed that. smoothies. I was just adding to the lore. Also, I would love for us to take a shot every single time they say crush or crush it or crushing, because that is a constant theme through this book. Nice. And I also want to give you a look into the world that they live in. Okay. That Theseus lives in. Okay. Quote, in a world where dinosaurs could run for office and Bigfoot could sell shoes, Theseus was sure he was ready for anything. End quote. Would you like to guess where they live? Hmm. Long well, pause. Well, great question. <laughs> where do you can you can live? you just for my brain run that quote by me again? Yeah, absolutely. Can be president. Yeah, in a world where dinosaurs could run for office and Bigfoot could sell shoes, Theseus was sure he could he was ready for anything. Where do you think that they live? And yes, it's a real place. Yes, it is a real. <laughs> Don't laugh right now. This is an audio medium. This oh, no. this is a very real place. Oh no. When you oh, realize where it is, you're like, yeah, place. this is where this utopia would be. Is it is it like a Comic-Con? <laughs> I have no oh. idea. In what it's a, it's a real place. A dinosaur could you get all kinds of types of people at a Comic-Con. It is Seattle. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I am not sure that I think those things happen there. <laughs> Come on. Bigfoot can sell his shoes there. Oh, I can't ask for anything more. Has a dinosaur ever run for office there? Well, you know, lizard people, question mark. Hillary Clinton, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as uh, as a joke, everybody. I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist. Amazing. I am about many things, but not serious things. Uh, okay. So he starts swiping through the apps, which is called Eros's Arrows. Sure. That We're going with a Greek ancient. Really Greek rolls off the tongue. Uh-huh. Yep. Eros's Arrows. Yep. Uh, which in Greek mythology, Eros. Yes. Yes. We all know. Okay. He is swiping and he finds a minotaur. And I want to give you a description of the minotaur's appearance on this dating app, on this photo that he's swiped on. Yes. This is good for me to know. He found a, quote, minotaur standing in a lush archway of vining ivy and white jasmine flowers, looking exceptionally broody under the soft glit of the moon, end quote. I like to pout under flowers as well. And the moon. Like, I go out and set up my camera just to go stand looking very moody under the moon and some flowers. Yeah, I like to grab a bouquet, just kind of hold it above me, and then harumph when I'm outside in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving me eighth grade, let's go do a photo shoot vibes. It's the most (laughs) obvious pick for your dating profile. Um, So this minotaur is Asterius. 
And at this point, I would like you to tell us the lore behind the Minotaur. I would love to. In my report titled Minotaur, more like Minostar, am I right? That's excellent. Good job on that one. You you came out strong. I can't remember when I initially did this research. I believe it was in August. We did have, we've had a couple of these planned out way in advance. So yeah, spoiler alert. Sometimes we have stuff on deck and sometimes we change things around and this is going to be a fun, honestly, it's like I'm presenting the research to myself in a way because I haven't really thought about it a whole much since I did it in August. And as somebody who loves Greek mythology, I'll just fact check you every once in a while. Yes, I obviously, per usual, am not an expert on any of the things that we talk about, but I don't have greek and roman mythology knowledge so look i'm just gonna put that out who so does we're all on the same page i mean you I do. A, I'm, not, I'm not like a, i'm not like a <laughs> scholar like i just consume a lot of wikipedia pages okay <sighs> okay well before we get started i would like to thank national geographic and encyclopedia britannica and primary facts and history cooperative and wikipedia and obviously couldn't go without a D beyond for my research and let's get started. I would love to discuss with you the majestic beauty of the Minotaur. Let's go. Okay. So in Greek and Roman mythology, the Minotaur is a mythical creature with the body of a man and like the head and tail of a bull, You usually. Okay. Sometimes so, no. I already am being challenged on my beliefs and um, my perception of, you know, we always want to challenge each other on this podcast and I don't want to mm-hmm. make assumptions, you know. But I did. I came in with my own biases about who Minotaurs were. Um, So you're saying that he essentially is a a human man, but has a little tail. So it's going to be like, like torso human. It's it's like centaur adjacent. Okay. It's kind of it, but bull instead of horse. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm with you now. We, with you. I have more description to give. Right. That was the absolute first bullet point. <laughs> Sorry. I'm already, my mind is going a lot of places. Even, this will be helpful to nobody who listens to this podcast, but just for Sarah, included a visual in my research. Oh, wonderful. Maybe we'll um, post it. So. Yeah. Check it out. For anybody who's oh. interested in the amount of, exactly. For anybody who's interested, the amount of hair on the Minotaur uh, has various depictions so sometimes it's all bull fur sometimes it's like human skin with like a little extra chest hair uh so there's a picture that i included in this research which is sort of like the reverse of how i described it so instead of having like a bull head and like a bull lower part it's the entire body of a bull but just the face of a man with a very big beard and horns which i think is great yeah i think that's great i'm looking at it right now it's alarming to say yeah it's i don't it's a very brawny man face and just kind of a big old bull body yeah yeah that's trauma thrown through yes um i'm about to embark on a very brief origin story of the minotaur so this sarah you are free to uh, politely raise your hand to correct anything i miss or am wrong about or say wrong because again i did this in august uh, but per my research that I did in August, the Minotaur is the child of Queen Pasiphae. Sure. Mm-hmm, of Crete. Yes. And a white bull. 
sent to her husband by Poseidon. Talk about complicated. So I guess Poseidon was like, have this bull. And, and I will also just like, I will have this bull if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, also, that queen is a daughter of a god, and uh, he would also have sex with the cows. And yes. so and there's a history fairness, there. She was charmed into cheating on her husband, who is she was uh, King Minos. Yeah, there's debate whether she was trying to like make her husband jealous or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. all right, sorry, keep going. I will. You know, a, a, a bit of a hazy situation about the affair. All you need to know is that uh, this affair bore fruit in the form of the Minotaur. So uh, the, the queen has this baby. The Minotaur is then imprisoned in a labyrinth and eats people who are sent there. Uh, Minotaur was eventually killed by the Greek inventor Theseus. And a fun fact that I pulled from historycooperative.org is that the origin of the word Minotaur uh, has tar, which is the ancient Greek word for bull, and the originator of the astrological sign Taurus, which is yep. And then Minnow is just a sorting for Minos, which is, you know, the uh, king Minos. So Minotaur yep. is just the bull of Minos. Yeah. And now, most importantly, there are, this, this is a very brief uh, research I'm proud to tell you about. Here's the most important segment, which just has the header in D&D. &D. In Dungeons and Dragons, the Minotaur is a chaotic, evil, bullheaded humanoid. They're classified as a large monstrosity with a natural armor class of 14 and 76 hit points. According to D&D &D Beyond, quote, their fur stained with the blood of fallen foes, Minotaur are massive bullheaded humanoids whose roar is a savage battle cry that all civilized creatures fear. Minotaurs at a plus seven to their perception checks and have a passive perception of 17. Plus, they have dark vision with a range of 60 feet, so they can see in the dark, which is awesome. Um, they speak abysmal. Actions include uh, fighting with a great axe and with gore, which are both melee weapon attacks. And then some effects are Minotaurs in D&D have charge, labyrinth, recall, and reckless abilities. So charge adds an additional damage when moving forward toward a target and hitting it with gore. And labyrinth recall means that a Minotaur can perfectly recall any path that has traveled because of his history with the labyrinth where he ate people. Do you know? And then finally, Reckless means that the Minotaur has advantage on melee weapon attacks taken at the start of their turn at the consequence of giving advantage to the attack rolls against it. Thank you. That, the fact that the D&D &D part was like more in depth than like the actual mythological part is truly incredible and speaks to your knowledge on D&D. &D. Yes. So. Uh, in fairness, I tried a couple of times today to Google like Minotaurs in movies and famous depictions of Minotaurs, and there weren't any interesting enough to talk about. So, no, I can't imagine they weren't. So, yeah. the main thing that I would like you to take away, you, the listener, take away from Hope's research is that the Minotaur is obviously a hybrid, but yeah. it was placed in a labyrinth um, because they didn't want to kill it. There's a whole story about why they didn't want to initially kill it, and but they wanted to keep it hidden. And they needed to keep feeding it. And so they put it in this labyrinth or a maze, otherwise known. Um, and they would put sacrifices in there. The Minotaur would chase the sacrifices, eat them. And then the guy who created the labyrinth, this is just a fun side, side fact. The guy who created the labyrinth, his son was Icarus who flew too close. Because oh. he made the wings for Icarus. He was a famous inventor in yeah. Greek mythology. Anyway... Um, but yeah, so you made that labyrinth and then the, 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 
there is a daughter who like betrayed her family and was like, here, Theseus, this is how you go kill that Minotaur. And then Theseus went and killed the Minotaur. So, which I feel is rude. No, it was so rude. Like the it Minotaur. Would make me pout under some flowers in the moonlight. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. Like the Minotaur was literally just doing what it was born to do. Like you can't blame that who his parents were. Great. But what you may not know is that the Minotaur's name is Asterius. Mm-hmm. so that is Obvious. where our story comes in because Asterius is the bull that he swiped on and obviously Theseus is the mythological person who goes and kills it okay you can see how this is going to play out together we're yeah. making connections so uh anyway what do you think Asterius's hobbies are as a minotaur in this really progressive world Puzzles. What? Puzzles. Puzzles. They're like labyrinths. Like okay. Okay. You're on puzzles. the right track. He does like Fun. trivia. Games. Mm, that's sort of like puzzles. What else do you think he likes? <laughs> Eating people. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. That Minotaur's wood, but I'm kidding. Um, the color <laughs> now you red. you have your own assumptions. I'm just being very stereotypical. That's so rude of me. I'm very sorry. Um. Anything else? Hmm. Trivia. Well, does he like selling shoes or running for office? Not to our knowledge at this point in his life has he ever shown interest in running for office. But he could. He in could this in this world. He loves reading romance on read on rainy days oh. and cycling along boardwalks, which would love to know what that bicycle looks like. Mm-hmm. Really intrigued. So how uh, would a minotaur ride a bike like this or like this? And it's that mean, but we're going to get into that bike. question later. We're going I to can't get into that question to, later. I can't begin to guess. So as a result, what do you think Theseus writes for a pickup line to a minotaur? Hmm. Hmm. It seems offensive to make a labyrinth based joke here. It I mean, is how, the first thing I thought of. I mean, that would be great. Um, but again, how like, I also want to know in this world, because they clearly know about Greek mythology because they reference it a bunch, but like how offensive are these stereotypes? You right. know, you know, so uh, he essentially baits him into a game of wits of trivia. So he's like, why don't we... Because also Theseus like never wants to lose. He's super competitive. He's super cocky. And so he's like, why don't we play our own little game of trivia? And we send each other questions. And of course, they're just going back and forth. They're going back and forth. And yeah, Theseus, as somebody who's very attracted to very smart people, I am like, yes, I get it. Um, But they're going back and forth. and, And Theseus is like, oh, wow, this guy's so smart, blah, blah, blah. And like... All of a sudden, he asks uh, a, a stri- <laughs> Why? Why did I just look at the name and I'm like, I can't read that. Asterius. I had to write it phonetically. I can't it's- begin to guess how it would be spelled. And I won't remember how to pronounce it unless I pr- write it. I hope uh, I'm saying dash, it correctly. There. Dash. Yes. <laughs> Asterius. Asterius. So his account- he asks Asterius to go... For, for a trivia night for a date, which is super funny because a friend that you and I mutually know is going on a first date tonight to <gasps> trivia. And this person is also very excellent at trivia. 
and also has it on their profile. And I can't wait for them and to listen to this episode. Pout under the moon with some flowers. I'm going to make them pout under the moon with some flowers. But uh, if you know who you are, if you're listening to this, because I know that they listen to the podcast. Anyway, Ooh. not important. Uh, <laughs> so he asked him to go out. And then he kind of ignores, like Asterius ignores this invitation. And then the account just goes dormant. Like he deactivated it. And as a good reminder, Theseus says, quote, he reminded himself of Ari's advice. He wasn't entitled to anyone's time or response. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. That's how you treat online dating. Because got ghosted, but that's still true. It's true. You are not entitled to anything, Theseus. But of course, Theseus is like bummed. And he goes and works out with his um, his friend. By the way, they work out at a gym called Fit Happens. Like, shit happens. Amazing. Fit Happens. Really uh, and he's really distracted. He's losing their game. He's He never loses. He's frustrated. And he confides in his friend. And his friend says, quote, the heart is one muscle I never understood, end quote. It ain't so, that the truth. So philosophical, you know? Ain't that the truth. So something uh, that you should know is that in his inner circle of friends, Theseus and his friends are all named after people in the Odyssey or the Iliad. That makes sense to me. And at one point, his friends are like thinking it over about you know this this new guy that he's interested in and all of a sudden they're like wouldn't it be crazy because Asterius is named after the minotaur that was put in the labyrinth and Theseus is named after the guy that killed the minotaur wouldn't it be so wild if this was like a reincarnation thing if you wouldn't be wild if you killed that guy (laughs) wouldn't it be wild if you kill that guy like no stories I know you're so into him but like wouldn't it be weird if you guys were like reincarnated to like kill each other again we just kind of we kind of say that in a paragraph and then leave it (laughs) Mm, okay Okay. (laughs) so at least we're acknowledging the elephant in the room yeah yeah and Ari's like hey I've got a guy who can find him for you and Theseus is like great but I don't want anything creepy like his personal documents I just want to know where you know where he's at so I can go see him Mm -hmm. nothing creepy nothing no personal documents please so they find out that Asterius works at a bar. Would you like to guess what the bar is called? There are a lot of really great puns in this. I will give that to our this author. This is tough because if it's going to be like a mythology-based pun, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ever guess it's, it. It's it's based on something you've already said in your research. Uh, is it? Uh, is no, it? You don't have an excuse. But is to be it, fair, the, the pun is based on a on a store. On a on a not a bar but like a store. Hmm. But is it is it still labyrinth based? <laughs> no, it's not labyrinth. Is it is it minnows based? <laughs> what did I? I even... will just give it. I'll just give it to you. Thank it you. is a bar called Crete and Barrel. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It is funny. Crete and Barrel. If he didn't work. At a bar, but worked at like a furniture store called Crete and Barrel. That's true. But anyway, that is also the island where the Minotaur is from, if you are following with us. Okay. Hilarious. So the friends decide to go to the bar because it's trivia night that night. How convenient. 
Oh, and sure enough, Asterius the bull is working. Sorry, Asterius bull. Bull is his last name. Um, <laughs> honestly, great. <laughs> he's working at the. He's working behind the bar, and Theseus's open line, like opening line, is to ask, "How do you like working at this bar?" What interesting, interesting. Look, the initial conversation. <laughs> the initial conversation between Asterius and. Theseus does not reveal if Asterius recognizes him. Like they just, he's just kind of acting like he's another guy in the bar. So then it's like awkward because, well, oh, sorry, that was my Talk Apple Watch. Awkward, Siri. Siri. Um, okay, so they're like, okay, we're going to go play the trivia game now. And they go sit down, like all of him and his friends. And Theseus looks over and Asterius is playing by himself, which is kind of sad. And as the trivia game gets going, it only turns into a competition between these two men, right? Other teams kind of drop out. People are kind of not paying attention anymore. Oh, it's there's just some these sexual two guys. tension between these two that needs to be sorted out. Very clearly. We can't um, be involved. But in the end, Asterius falters on the last question and walks away with slumped shoulders while Theseus goes up to get his prize. But then he says to his friends, quote, go on without me. I have a minotaur to conquer. Well, then. And then when his friends were kind of making fun of him, he says, quote, you know what I say? If I can't lay them, I slay them. Which is like. <laughs> snap, 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 snap. Also super threatening. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, please don't slay people you, that you can't, can't lay. have relations with. <laughs> Not so, acceptable. Theseus approaches Asterius and he goes in and starts talking about the text conversation as if they both knew each other right away. And I'm so confused because like, I would have had a much different reaction as Asterius knowing that somebody I texted yesterday one time, um, yeah. found me at my workplace and came in like, it's not my favorite weird, but Asterius said that he locked his account because he does not know what to say to people that he likes. Okay. And I'm not really well, sure. This is just like really awkward because then he takes Theseus into an elite private party room. It's like this massive marble hall with like big columns. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. old school Greek. Great entrees. Theseus. <laughs> nude people. He also points out, no, 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 there's no one in there. But he points out, oh, yeah, we're setting up the party room for something tonight. But then, like, low-key, I'm like, okay, so are there people, like, putting out flower arrangements? Because it's about to get real kinky real fast. Yeah, I don't know. But Theseus is very confused until Asterius starts pawing his hooves on the floor. Thump. Thong, thong. And he we starts, know how we know how horny horse types like to paw the ground before they get buck nasty. It is true. And then he starts like waving his horns to the side, like he's getting ready to run. I'm also making these visuals at hope in this video. Um <laughs> that works for somebody, and I'm really happy for him. And Theseus starts processing this, and he's like, okay. So you want to chase after me. I get it. Okay. So then Theseus starts running. Asterius is clomping after him, I guess. <laughs> and they are just like doing this little runaround thing. I don't know. At one point, Theseus grabs a shield from one of the marble statues that was just hanging out. And this is where the quote unquote violence comes in because they're low key like 
he's trying to defeat the Minotaur and he's like, I don't want to hurt you. And Asterius is like, I want you to. It's, <laughs> it's very confusing what the foreplay it's is BDSM. here. But like not. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe how they wrote this scene because it's literally just them running around this little hall. Hmm. And then like him like bashing him in the head with this <laughs> shield. Like I have, yeah. I cannot tell you what kind of floor play this is. Um, so then Theseus finally knocks Asterius onto the ground and he admits that Theseus is the only person who has ever defeated him, which makes me believe that this man has brought other men to I this room. Murdered <laughs> hundreds of other men trying to do this. Like, you I... would not believe how many times it doesn't work out. It's so unfortunate when you can't find your equal out there, yes. you know? Absolutely snapping dude's spines. It's just amazing that this feels like a, a, a play that this guy has. Like, I'm going to bring them to this party room it's right before we have an move. event. It's my sexiest move. But I cannot talk to them if I like them. First, I um, do my little dance. And then, then I, do <laughs> I will kill them if they're not fast enough. Then I do my little dance dance. And then <laughs> I run after them. Um, so this leads to uh, them making out. Um, and Theseus says quote, I always knew I could ride a bull. Now let's see if I can break one. End quote. They do come up with a safe word and it is in fact labyrinth. Um, oh, they also, wow. <laughs> they also come up with lots of questions of consent that That's this great. is, it's like borderline BDSM because it is kind of like a yeah. sub dom situation. I imagine that's to tie into the, the slaying aspect. Yes. Of their relationship in mythology. Yes. So they start removing clothing. And this is where I ask the age old question. How does a minotaur wear his pants? He's got a shirt on too. So uh -huh. does the pants just cover two legs? It's got to. Because or in the in the reverse where you're wearing pants that all four legs are in, you then have a shirt that has to go over just like the top long half of a body and like a little over the butt. And I don't think that that makes sense. I don't think so either. I think you're absolutely right, but I thought it was worth asking. It is worth asking because that's a funny visual, even if it's not what I believe the situation is. Just it is an incredible visual, very long four leg pair of pants and just like a weird short sleeve partial shirt that also has to go over the front too, presumably. I have to imagine that, like, if they ever do each other's laundry and they're trying to figure out whose pants it is, it's like they hold you'll up these never, massive pants and they're like, these yours, honey? Who these four-legged pants belong to? Um, so, Theseus pulls out a small bottle of lube and Asterius calls him a Boy Scout, which I just think is hilarious that he's just prepared with this just tiny prepared. little bottle of lube. You gotta be prepared. You always Theseus, gotta lube it up. Theseus then says, quote... I want to know what you look like once you've fallen on my spear. End quote. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> the, innuendos, so good. <laughs> the innuendos are endless in this one. Their lovemaking is so hard. It cracks the marble floor that they are on. Damn. And during this interaction, Theseus makes a remark of like, you left me in the last life and I remember you now. You hid from me in this life. So like, is this a reincarnation thing? Like, 
they never specify. They keep bringing it up, but they never like for sure say that they are reincarnated. Just say. Yeah. Also, what if they aren't reincarnated and this is just your Delulu mind? Yeah, (laughs) I agree. And then like your partner sitting there, um, like the implications are just really severe. (laughs) If they're reincarnation, some someone's getting murdered. Also, the whole sex scene was written so weird because they acted as if they were finished or like finishing the, you know, getting mm-hmm. to the climax. Yeah. And then they acted as if they hadn't yet. And then just started the process. It happened like four times where mm-hmm. they acted like they finished. That's and then they were like, climax. but he wasn't quite there yet. And it's like, I can't. And it, this isn't an edging situation. It was like it was a, like, that, that sounds like edging. <laughs> It wasn't though. It was, it was like, like we lost track of where we were in the process several it's like times. The author started writing it and then finished it and then came back and was like, I can't remember where I finished off. I'm just going to start over. Um, so I did. I, this was not the best written thing in the world. Um, Maybe Minotaurs fuck different and we just don't know. True. I wish that was true after what I read and what it my might eyes be have true. seen. I can't. Um, so I don't want to get into the specifics, but at one point, the Minotaur is on Theseus's lap, and I can't figure that logistically in my head. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Sure. On to the next. <laughs> I don't know. I can only assume he's a very, very big, strong man. He is a very big, strong man, but also Minotaur, very big, big, strong man. Yeah. I guess he has to be so strong for that to work. So I just assume that Theseus is like thighs really, really strong. Yes. <laughs> Personally. So- when it's done, they agree to see each other again. And Theseus is like, I'm not going to be casual about this. Like, I am happy to be patient and wait for you. Um, but then Asterius says, I remember now. Our lives were bloody and sweaty and glorious. That was how we were then. And it is how we need to be now. What? I, what? Is have- this reincarnation? He has to kill you? <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing is so confusing. Did we misinterpret the mythology and they were really fucking the whole time? I can't know. Well, I guess like leading up to that, Theseus had said to him, we don't have to fight like this to essentially fuck. Um, And you don't have to chase me around the marble room where later a fun party will be held. Yeah. He's like, no, we have to because our lives were bloody and sweaty and glorious. This is how we were and this is how we need to be. I don't know what it means if they are reincarnated or if they're just like giving a call back to their lives before. I don't know. And even so, I mean, what if you're just not interested in that in this life? People, yeah, people he's like, you interested. know what? Leave the past in the past. I'm over it. I'm a different <laughs> person now. Um, So they also finished with like, going back into the bar and because Asterius needs to go back to work. <laughs> and he looks at one of Theseus's friends who came yeah. to the bar with him and he is like, hey, maybe he should join us sometime. Okay. Look, the I- end? <laughs> Literally, that's where it ended. Maybe he should. Part two. Oh. He does. <laughs> I have so many frustrations about this book for so many reasons, but the primary one being that nothing made sense in the end. I really like the idea of having what I can only assume is the absolute loudest intercourse in a room adjacent to where you work and, and then returning to work probably so, so sweaty. Just like and damp. also covered in, in, in bodily fluids. Just, yeah. Just lubed up. Yeah. Kind of sticky. 
Yeah. I mean, at yeah. least you took your clothes off. Yeah. Well. Uh, so hey, that's the more, or less, more or less weird than uh, the Starbucks sex, though. Hard to say. True. No, that is that is true on that front. Um, so diversity wise, love the inclusion of two male characters. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of butt sex. Is this um, the first time that we've had uh, a two male book? No. Uh, you want to know what the other one was? Yeah, remind me. Cookies. Co- oh, cookies, yeah. cream, well, cream yeah. cookies, and cum. Yeah, I guess that there is human intercourse in that after the gingerbread. After the gingerbread intercourse, yep. yes. And if you don't know what we were talking about, just a couple episodes ago, we did do gingerbread smut of an inanimate gingerbread cookie. Go listen to it. We're not going to explain it here. We already did that once. Um, yeah, and I do like that... Uh, there was a couple of other characters that were also uh, queer or um, of some form, you know, or another. And that was exciting to see. Also, cross species. Cross species. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I would just call it cross genre and not the first time it's happened on this podcast. Not the first time. Um, so let's go into our ratings yes what are you going to give the plot <laughs> well i love this book you <laughs> you freaking would i always do it they're just so fun and silly I, i'm not gonna give it a crazy we're still doing out of five right it's been yes like it's been like a million years yes out of five i would give this plot a three okay i gave it a three too because at least it had a purpose like mm. It's like there was a point of like them getting right. I'm not trying yes. to get weird. Okay. PCS um, needed to start dating again. Smut. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. Even though like it was poorly, it was poorly written in my opinion. Um, it, <laughs> it contains multitudes. It contains multitudes. Um, I also put the link in there for the cover. If you'd like oh, to go. Yes. Did you forget that that's your a part of your job? Well, I'm now from the one time I accidentally ruined everything by scrolling down and oh, now you're afraid of looking at the document. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I I guess I don't know what I expected. Um, the reason I think this is so interesting is because the style of this cover to me is very like old school romance novel. Yes, and art. you know what else it looks like? The one that you did, in my opinion. Yes. The unicorn smut. Yeah, it does also. Lightly, it, I see the similarities. And let me explain them to you. So it says right at the top, Eliza Loveless in some blue fun letters. Um, underneath in smaller font, it says, taking the minotaur by the horns. And then at the very bottom, just to get the composition of the words out of the way, it says, taming the minotaur. And the minotaur has horns. Underneath that, it says, a modern story of Theseus and Asterius. Ast- which sure, um, the the image is we've got like a I don't know sort of like a sunrisey or sunsetty looking mountain yeah. scene with trees and like a lake and some grass and what appears to be a dock or a boat kind of in the grass. Um, that's like imagery in the background. And then up front we've got presumably Theseus who looks like a douche to me. Uh, yeah, he was a douche though. So yeah. Saying. Looks as, as portrayed in the book, a uh, white, very low V neck, very, very low, low very V-neck. between the pecs, low V neck shirt <laughs> and jeans with like one hand in his pocket and a, another hand with his like thumb on his mouth. 
doing kind of like a broody, not not like moping under the moon, but like a trying really hard to be hot. Face. Yeah. And then behind him is the Minotaur, who I'm sad to say is not depicted as a human man's face with a whole bull's body like I had hoped. I want um, you to emphasize, though, quickly <laughs> that the Minotaur is not like behind him in full effect it's no, like he slightly like transparent yeah, yeah it's like, like a ghost of a minotaur is behind him he's a little translucent but he does have the head of a bull and some big curled horns and then some like pecs and he's got like a, a strap like a leather strap with something across his chest and presumably bull legs but you don't see that much of it because he's ghosty the thing that makes me frightened a little bit that i would like to call to you see yes there is this <laughs> that i think was supposed to belong to the minotaur it's like over yes it's his shoulder but it looks like a like a bird yes like a like a chicken foot or some other bird claw and it doesn't it's not what a bull's hoof looks like it's not it's it's a very frightening claw. I can't. I love it. I can't account for it. I can't tell you. <laughs> so I'm gonna give this cover four because yeah. it's just so much in one. Yeah, I love it. What uh, would, would you give? Also, it? like to give this a four because it brings me great joy and a lot of confusion. <laughs> I mean, I think that was most of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, I hover around seventy three percent, and you hover around seventy six percent. To wrap us up, what is your what say smut moment? I mean, I suppose it's first doing a little sexy dance and then following it up by chasing a dude around the, again, room adjacent to the bar where you work so that you can have a romping good time and then just get right back to work. Just like, I don't know, take your, take your lunch fucking and then just get on back in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of my thing. I'm hung up on a couple of things. First of all, being finding the guy at his workplace a day after he ghosted you. Um, my Someone second thing is creepy. What? Yes. Was all the one liners of like innuendos. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. third of all, how did he sit on his lap? How did a minotaur sit on his lap? Because I have to I, imagine the minotaur is just so much bigger than him. I mean, I, my guess is, is that that's probably not the case. My guess is that in this fantasy, they're proportional to each other. They're just like both man-sized. I, I don't know. My brain could not reach that place. But, oh, wow. It's delightful being back. Yes. And like riding a bike again. I didn't crazy. forget. Also, if anybody wants to read this, it's only 40 pages. And it is on Kindle. Um, so if you want to find us uh you can on tiktok and instagram and probably not twitter anymore at at say smut podcast additionally we would love to hear your book recommendations send those our way via email at say smut podcast at gmail.com also pop us a rating or review on the podcast platform that you choose don't send us mean stuff just to send us mean stuff so because good. hope's heart literally can't take it I will beat you up if you're mean just to be mean. Now, if you're being mean because you have valid reasons to be mean, we'll take that. Like, Maybe work on your delivery, though. Work on the delivery. Yeah, you can deliver criticism in kind ways. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us. Stay smutty out yeah, there. Keep your swords sheathed when you're having people fall on them.